This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Alliance Defending Freedom is challenging a Louisville, Kentucky ordinance that requires Christian wedding planners to serve gay weddings. A Christian photographer, Chelsea Nelson, is taking the city to court, attempting to have that ordinance thrown out. ADF Senior Counsel Kate Anderson is representing Nelson, and she's my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. For almost 140 years, the Lutheran Witness has served the Church and proclaimed the Gospel by publishing theological essays and reflections that interpret the contemporary world from a Lutheran perspective. Now, the Lutheran Witness seeks to continue this mission by refreshing and expanding its web presence with its own website, witness.lcms.org. Online Lutheran Witness content was previously housed at the reporter site, where it was less visible and harder to find. Now, with its own domain name, the refreshed Lutheran Witness site is more user-friendly and accessible. The updated site will continue providing all the same content that was housed under the old domain name. Yesterday, Harvest Rock Church received a letter from California's City of Pasadena's Code Compliance Officer demanding that in-person worship services cease. The letter states that the city of Pasadena will continue enforcing the governor's orders until the present emergency ends. Today, Liberty Council appears in the federal district court regarding Harvest Rock Church and Harvest International Ministries' request for a preliminary injunction against Governor Gavin Newsom's COVID-19 orders. The governor's orders prohibit all in-person worship, including home Bible studies and fellowship. This ban applies to about 80% of the population. In the remaining 20%, limited in-person worship is permitted, but no singing or chanting is allowed. San Luis Obispo County, which is located in Central California, has become a sanctuary county for churches struggling to cope with the state's restrictions on worship gatherings. San Luis Obispo County District Attorney Dan Dow confirmed late last month that he will not prosecute churches for holding worship services or for singing in church, which was deemed unlawful by an order from Governor Gavin Newsom. More than 30 counties in California are not allowed to gather for church services, this according to Newsom's order that places even greater restrictions on counties included in the state's COVID-19 watch list. Gatherings of 10 people or more in households in those counties are also banned, essentially prohibiting some in-home Bible study gatherings. Whether a church can legally gather or not, singing during worship is disallowed under Newsom's order. Presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden yesterday announced that Senator Kamala Harris of California will be his vice presidential running mate. By picking Senator Harris, Biden has reaffirmed his commitment to abortion on demand at any time for any reason and paid for by taxpayers. As a U.S. Senator, Kamala Harris has a 0% rating for the National Right to Life Committee, but by contrast, Harris has earned a 100% rating from Narrow Pro-Choice America. This is World Lutheran News Digest. Good day and welcome to World Lutheran News Digest. I'm program host Kip Allen. 
Once again, there's a local ordinance telling a wedding photographer that she must photograph the gay marriage if she includes any other type of marriage, even if it violates her religious beliefs. This uh, this law is being challenged, and with me today is Ms. Kate Anderson, who is an attorney with Alliance Defending Freedom, and she's familiar with the case. Ms. Anderson, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. All of my cases pursue our fundamental freedoms, so protecting free speech um, and freedom of religion uh, throughout the country. It's been a pleasure to represent in those cases, and in this case that we're about to talk about uh, involving my client, Chelsea Nelson. This issue seems to come up periodically where local uh, authorities and local groups are trying to force people specifically Christian people, into doing things that are against their religious beliefs, uh, all in the name of anti-discrimination. Is this uh, just simply another example of it? It is. Um, artists really need to be free to choose what messages they can promote. And we're seeing cases that call that issue into question all around the country. Um, it's at the heart of this case involving our client, Chelsea Nelson. Um, and it's why we were in federal court last week in Kentucky to ask the court to step in and um, protect her freedom. Well, we know the uh, one of the more uh, famous cases in this is the case of Jack Phillips uh, of Masterpiece Cake Shop, who has declined to make a specialty wedding cake for a gay couple or even uh, for another person who wanted to celebrate his uh, coming out as a transsexual. This one's gone up to the Supreme Court, and yet it's been kicked back again. And now we're seeing more and more cases coming up. Eventually, I think the Supreme Court's going to have to come in. Is that correct? Yes. Well, in Masterpiece Cake Shop, uh, the Supreme Court did step in and tell Colorado and other states and cities that they can't act with hostility towards an individual's religious beliefs. They have to treat people um, and their religious beliefs with respect, which is something that was a problem in Colorado, continues to be a problem in Colorado, and is certainly at issue in the case here. Here we represent Chelsea Nelson. She's a photographer, editor, and blogger for weddings. Um, her faith impacts every aspect of her business. It's why she loves taking part in weddings, and it's why she loves using her talents to photograph and blog about uh, these special moments. Um, unfortunately, Louisville, Kentucky has a law that they apply, similar to the law in Jack Phillips' case, to try to force Chelsea to violate her core convictions by celebrating marriages between um, same-sex couples. Uh, she holds the religious belief that's been held by millions around the world that marriage is a sacred union between one man and one woman. Um, but the issue in this case is whether a city can step in and threaten her with fines and with other punishments if she uh, refuses to violate her core convictions. I visited her website. She is very upfront about her Christian faith. Absolutely, she is. And I understand that what the city of Louisville wants not only is to force her if she does uh, uh, biblical-type marriages, but to do the gay marriages, but also they want to forbid her from explaining her religious beliefs about uh, marriage being one man and one woman. 
yes, that is a part of this law that if she wants to talk about her beliefs and how they impact her business and what messages she can create, uh, that that will violate this ordinance and she could face the fines and other penalties just for talking about her religious beliefs. Uh, That's something that we've challenged. Unfortunately, it's not an isolated incident. We're seeing that kind of language be added to these sorts of public accommodation laws around the country uh, to not only force artists to create messages that violate their convictions, but actually ban them from even talking about those convictions and how they impact their business decisions. What could happen to her if she violates this? She faces steep fines as well as orders that would um, order her to violate her convictions by photographing and blogging about same-sex weddings. So that could actually take away her business. She could be fined. Is there even a, even a, a jail sentence? Um, this one doesn't carry criminal penalties, um, but there are other states that do. That was an issue in Minnesota. Uh, their law carries criminal penalties, uh, and we challenged that there with filmmakers who uh, just wanted the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals affirming their freedom to select the messages that they can promote in their wedding films. Um, But Chelsea certainly um, faces some very steep fines um, and continuing fines that put her business at risk, as well as sort of this continuing obligation that if she's ordered to violate her convictions and she fails to do so, there will be additional fines um, that she could face. So it's a very serious situation. What did you argue before the court? What were the points that you raised? We raised um, basic First Amendment arguments uh, that she has the free speech rights to be able to select the messages that she can promote and that she has the religious freedom to decide what she can and cannot participate in. As a wedding photographer, she participates in the weddings. She prays with the couples. She's part of the vows and the ceremony um, while she's photographing the various uh, celebrations through the day. So there's certainly a a component of her being forced to participate in a sacred ceremony that violates her convictions, as well as the very fundamental freedom that she should be able to uh, decide what messages she can promote through her photography and through what she posts on her website, because she blogs about every wedding that she's involved in, which means that she's publishing photos and words of celebration about each wedding on her own website. Um, We also talked to the court about uh, the importance of this issue beyond the marriage question. Um, Certainly people have very strong opinions about marriage, um, and that is a public debate that's happening. But the fundamental freedoms of free speech and freedom to exercise one's religious beliefs go far beyond that issue. If the government is able to force her to violate her convictions in what she's forced to say or banned from saying, they can do that to other people on other issues. Uh, So regardless of what somebody believes about marriage, whether they agree with Chelsea or not on her convictions, everyone should be uh, behind the idea that the government shouldn't have that kind of power and that we are all worse off when they do. I'm not sure which bothers me more, the uh, fact that they want her to make a statement, which her photography is, as you pointed out, she actually involves herself in the marriage ceremony, or the fact that they're not letting her say what her beliefs are. I'm not sure which bothers me more. They are both horrible, horrible abuses, I think. Absolutely. Um, It's two sides of the same coin. We want people to have the freedom to speak their minds 
um, and the freedom to decide what they don't want to say. Uh, We've seen over time that political winds change. And when the government has the power to force somebody to say something that they don't agree with or stop them from speaking about their core beliefs, that's a problem for freedom for everybody. Has the court ruled on compelled speech? It seems to me that it has. So, I mean, the high court. Absolutely. There is a decision that uh, is right on point with this case. Uh, it is called the Hurley decision and it involved a parade. Um, it was a parade in Boston, Boston to celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day and Irish American heritage. And a group um, wanted to march in the parade under banners celebrating um, the gay, lesbian, and bisexual Irish American heritage. And the court said that the parade certainly would permit anybody to participate in the parade, uh, regardless of their orientation or how they identify. But the parade didn't have to um, allow a separate message promoting LGBT issues as part of the parade, that it changed the message and the speech of that parade by adding this other message into it. Um, And so the court said that would be compelling those parade organizers to adopt and include a message they didn't want to, and that the the courts really can't do that, Um, and neither can the cities that were trying to force this parade to do that. Um, So it's a very helpful case to shine a light on the idea that certainly in a situation like this, and you had the same thing with Jack Phillips, where you have a business or an organization that uh, will include anybody regardless of their orientation will serve anyone, um, which Chelsea does as well, um, but can't promote a particular message on a particular issue, um, even if that issue is connected to a uh, protected class of people, that doesn't mean that that's discrimination, that we have these freedoms of speech related to the messages that we promote and that that's important. Um, and so the court certainly affirmed that there. Um, we also saw in the Eighth Circuit case that I mentioned involving the filmmakers and recently in a case in Arizona that involved um, a calligrapher and an artist who create wedding invitations. In both cases, the court stepped in and said, these businesses serve people in the LGBT community, but they don't want to promote a message that violates their core convictions, that celebrates same-sex marriage, and that our freedoms of speech are important and that they come into play here and protect those artists from having to create messages that violate their convictions. So we're starting to see a movement in the courts to recognize um, not only how important this compelled speech issue is across the board, but particularly in the marriage context. Well, my understanding is that people like Phillips and, uh, as you pointed out, Russian Nib, uh, Russian Nib in, uh, in uh, Arizona, were very willing to serve gay clients. What they were not willing to do was to use their talents to create a specialty for them. In other words, you're willing to sell anything in the shop, but they weren't willing to do something, involve themselves in actually making a message with which they disagreed. Yes, and that points to a very important distinction in these cases. We're talking about people that will serve anyone, regardless of their orientation or identity. Um, Jack Phillips would be willing to make a cake for anybody who came in, uh, whether they were um, LGBT or not. Um, Chelsea serves all communities. She does editing work, um, even with um, wedding photos and stuff for other businesses. 
Um, she'd be happy to photograph people who identify in the LGBT community and to serve them with her editing um, work. But in all of these cases, individuals can't celebrate a particular event or a particular marriage celebrating same-sex weddings. Um, and if you think about it, we all have messages that we wouldn't want to speak, promote, use our talents to create. Um, certainly it can be in different contexts, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't serve a whole group of people. Um, it means that we each have things we don't want to use our talents to celebrate um, particular messages, particular events, and we all should have the freedom to do that. Think through if you had an African-American artist who was asked by the KKK to do portraits. Um, I would certainly want that artist to be able to decline that request. Um, and the same principles apply there that apply in this case. What was the argument that the city of Louisville was making before the court? They're making arguments that this is conduct, not speech, um, but we're talking about somebody who creates photos and writes words on websites, things that the Supreme Court has cleanly recognized as speech, not as somebody's conduct. Well, I know um, I have done a lot of work in the past as a freelance writer, and there are times I turned down jobs because I didn't agree with what I, they wanted me to do. Would this perhaps have opened me up to uh, to litigation had I, say, refused to write a uh, freelance piece advertising a, a, a gay or lesbian event? Yes, it can apply to artists across the board. Uh, one of the areas, not in the Louisville law, but in other laws, including in D.C., um, Ann Arbor, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, other places, um, I believe Seattle and parts of Washington have this law. Their public accommodation law actually includes a political component to it. So it says that someone can't be discriminated against because of their political beliefs. Uh, while that makes sense in some contexts, uh, when you think about a speechwriter or somebody that does political promotional material, that's somebody who would be forced under those laws uh, say you have a Democrat speechwriter who would be forced to create um, speeches and promotional material for Republicans or re for Republican causes. Um, so you can see how these laws, when you're dealing with speech, have some very odd consequences um, that are really damaging to all of our freedoms. One thing that bothers me is that there are so many different cases coming up that are essentially boiling down to the same thing, which is compelled speech, uh, which is uh, stifling speech and forcing people to violate their conscience. This happens again and again and again. How do we stop this? We have good courts that will uphold the constitutional rights, and we start to educate ourselves and understand as a culture that we're all better off when everyone's able to speak freely. That's how we get a free flow of ideas. Um, certainly, some of them we won't agree with, um, one person to another, but that's okay. We can disagree on certain ideas and still want people to have the ability to speak those ideas. Because if we start stifling speech in one area, speech gets stifled across the board. We see, um, as particularly in other countries, that freedoms run together. So when free speech is attacked, then other, um, other freedoms are also attacked and begin to be lost. Well, a number of these cases have actually gone before the Supreme Court. You know, I'm thinking specifically of a Masterpiece Cake Shop, uh, uh, Arlene's Flowers or uh, uh, Sweet Cakes by Melissa. And the court has issued very narrow rulings on this thing that's, yeah, but 
kind of thing. And these things keep coming up. Are we eventually going to be seeing a case where the where the court, the high court, is going to have to say, okay, enough. This is permitted. This is not. I think that we will. We have a number of cases uh, at the Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the court just below the Supreme Court, uh, that are putting the free speech issues right in front of the court. So you have the case with the filmmakers at the Eighth Circuit. It actually has gone back down to the trial court, but will probably make its way up again. I represent a website designer in Colorado. Her case is at the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. So I think eventually some of these cases will get to the Supreme Court. What we saw with Masterpiece and with Arlene's were somewhat specific to those cases. Um, In Masterpiece, the um, free exercise or freedom of religion issues in the case were so egregious that I think the court felt like it had to step in and send a clear message to Colorado and to others that you can't speak with that kind of hostility towards someone's religious beliefs. One of the issues there was that there were complaints against three other bakeries who had declined messages that were um, religious in nature that um, opposed same-sex marriage. And there were creed discrimination claims filed. And in each of those cases, the commission said, well, those bakers will serve the Christian community generally, but they don't want to create this message. But when Jack made the very same arguments, the commission rejected that um, and rejected it because they made very clear that they disagreed with his particular beliefs about marriage. And the high court said that a state just can't do that. Um, In light of the decision in Masterpiece, then the court sent uh, Arlene's Flowers, which is a case involving a florist in Washington, um, back down to the Washington State Supreme Court, uh, telling the court they needed to reevaluate the case in light of the decision in Masterpiece. Uh, the Washington State Supreme Court did a reevaluation, but came to essentially the very same decision, making very few, if any, changes. It is now back up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we'll see if this next time around the court takes that case um, and makes a decision there. That's a very interesting case, um, in part because Baron L. Stutzman, who owns the florist shop, served the same-sex couple who requested her to do their same-sex wedding flowers. She had served that couple for over 10 years, doing anniversary flowers, birthday flowers. Um, She'd be happy to serve them again, uh, but she cannot create custom floral arrangements to celebrate this particular event. And so she very lovingly had a conversation with one of the individuals in that couple about that, um, thought it left on good terms, but the attorney general in Washington decided to file a case against her when he found out about it. Um, And she stands to lose essentially her entire life savings over this um, as the case has gone on for a long time and there's claims for attorney's fees related to it. It seems like these uh, a number of these Christian groups are being uh, are actually being targeted by activists. Is this a case, or am I being paranoid? I think in that particular case, the attorney general was new um, and sort of making his way in the state, and he certainly aggressively pursued that case. Um, I think you saw some similar activism in Masterpiece Cake Shop. Um, It's unclear in other cases across the country um, whether activists are involved to try to push this agenda or not. Um, But at the end of the day, we're in front of the court trying to promote everybody's freedom. We want um, Baronel and Jack 
and Chelsea Nelson to be able to speak freely and to decide what they can and cannot promote. And we want people who disagree with them to be able to freely promote their views as well. Um, and that's when everybody wins. Well, for example, uh, let's let's say there is a uh, an Islamic uh, a Muslim catering company that would not want to serve a, a bar mitzvah. So this is something that would that would protect them as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and if these laws are being applied evenly, if a commission is going to come in and force Chelsea to violate her convictions, they would have to force that Muslim caterer to do the same thing. Um, but we raised some of those issues with the court. Um, and I think it's important that people on both sides of whatever issue uh, are able to speak freely. Uh, Ms. Anderson, we're running to the end of the program. Where do we stand now on this particular case? What what happens next? Well, we were in court on behalf of Chelsea and her photography business uh, last week. This was an early motion before the federal court asking the judge to step in while the case continues on in litigation and to make clear that right here at the beginning, Chelsea is able to operate her business according to her beliefs while the case continues. Uh, so we thought the questions from the judge were very insightful. He was clearly concerned about the free speech issues and the impact it has on her business as well as beyond her business. And so we're very hopeful that we'll get a quick decision from him that will allow her to continue operating her business according to her beliefs. And if people are interested in this or the work that ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom, does, how can they get in touch with you? How can they learn what is going on? Yes, you can follow this case and others at adflegal.org. Ms. Anderson, thank you very much for being on the program and shedding light on this. Indeed, it's a serious issue. It's been going on for a while, and hopefully we'll eventually see this thing resolved. Thank you very much for covering this. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.